like macho films. They really get my tick. Well, I like arty films. I think they're so sick. What if I pick? Yeah, and then I pick? All right, Bryce. Okay, Nick. Let's not waste time. Can you? Give me a Let's just get it started because oh. this is the episode we have been waiting for as we no wrap up. No been waiting for this. season of Can You Give Me a Flick? Where each week, Brycey, you and I give each other a movie that we love. Now, this is not one that you have given me, I can no, tell you that No, it much. is certainly but not. But this is very much one that I have given you. It's Abba's Mamma Mia and God, oh, the song. Don't you just and you're a musician, so you get it. Why do you look like you're in pain? Why? All right, for the listeners who are playing along at home and mm-hmm. haven't seen any clips on the socials, can we talk about the outfit? Okay, well, look, what's going on here? <laughs> nah, don't worry about the outfit. <laughs> oh, guys, no, I, look, this is <laughs> we've gone rogue here. I, uh, this is. <laughs> This is I wild. look a bit. I look a bit Harry Potter. Yeah. Well, the, all right. No, you I also just, look a bit dark cultist. Uh, okay. Circa six six six. Ignore all of that. We've gotten through half a year of podcasting. <laughs> it's the holidays. I'm allowed to wear a cloak. Okay. If I want to. Uh, right. It has you, nothing to do with what right, we're doing. Well, there's no bit, and you're just enjoying a cloak. Well, I'm just then enjoying fine. A cloak. <laughs> it's cloak season. Uh, Mamma Mia, Bryce, was made in 2008. It's just, it's fun. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, it's like man. the cloak. Yeah, man. It's like the cloak. It's yeah. fun. You can store a lot of things underneath it. Yeah. A lot of things can be under your cloak. A lot of things can be within the film. Lots of great stars, for instance, such as mm. Meryl Streep, mm. Pierce Brosnan, mm. Amanda Seyfried, mm. Colin Firth. Mm. Uh, a lot of great storylines, such oh. as, well, Name know, one, what, no, no, one, no, don't get like that. <laughs> one very simple storyline. It's a woman who's trying to find out who her dad is as she gets married. She wants her dad to walk her down the aisle. She so invites them all, all the potential candidates to her wedding. potential candidates, exactly. Uh, one of them, Stellan Skarsgård. One of them, Colin Firth. One of them, Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan, who had no idea what he was signing up for when he agreed to do this film. He just saw that Meryl Streep was part of the cast and he said, okay, well, if she's part of it, don't worry what the project is. I just want to be part of it as well. Well, that's ex- on her. Well, that is acting school. That is extraordinarily evident by this performance. When you're gone, Jesus Christ! That's actually him. I know. <laughs> you can tell. Come on, he's given that a red hot. Do you crush. know what Brosnan's problem is? And I'm, I'm. I don't like the way you started about, this. Let's talk. Let's talk. No, on what no, I'm no, 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 no. I'm just no. trying to wear a fun hey. outfit for the holidays. Is that? Is it? Is it just a fun outfit because it's got a little bit of Antichrist vibes about <laughs> it, bro? And it is the Christmas season. I've got lots of thoughts about Jesus. Oh well, let's hear them. <laughs> well, that'll be for another podcast <laughs> on the dark web. There we go. Perfect. No, the thing about Pierce Brosnan is and. It's an interesting one because he's made such a name for himself in Hollywood and he's been around forever and he pops up in things all the time. He's never he's never gone missing since he first appeared. I mean, obviously he played James Bond for four films. One of them was very popular, the rest were. But he's not a very what good What was the one with Madonna? Uh, Die another day. Mm, that was good. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Goldeneye is the one that everyone talks about from him. Goldfinger. I think you're thinking of. No, that is Sean Connery. Oh. <laughs> but I appreciate your candor. No, Goldeneye was the first uh, Brosnan film that was with uh, the, the the bad guy was Sean Bean. <laughs> Mr. Bean? <laughs> Sean Bean. Oh, Sean yeah, Bean. Sean Bean. All right. Why? Hmm. What did, What was he? Well, you know how everyone's got like a weird thing? Like, like the goldfinger's got a goldfinger. At the and... very beginning of Goldeneye. What did Sean Bean have? Cloak. 
at the very beginning of Goldeneye. He's 007, and I believe Sean Bean is 006 or 008. Anyway, he's another agent, and he double-crosses 007. Oh, double-crosses 007. Uh, Do you reckon, does he say something along the lines of, um, come on, you can trust me, I'm also one of the the agents? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. you can trust me, take yeah. a chance on me. Thank you. Come on, man. Why aren't you smart? Let me give you this. There's an undercurrent <laughs> of this movie, uh, and that is to structure the story like a Greek comedy, including patterns of strophe and anti-strophe. So meaning turn. So the first stanza of an ode, essentially the first half of a debate or argument presented by the chorus in reciting the strophe. The chorus moves from the right to the left of the stage in ancient Greek theatre. And the anti-strophe is, of course, the opposite of that. Anyway, a bit of that in here. So, you know, intelligence. Uh-huh. So people are thinking about what they're doing is what oh. I'm saying. A chorus uh. representing the common people. Uh. Costumes matched to moods of the characters, including masks and the phallic props, uh. typical of Greek comedy. So there's a lot of... What I'm saying is there's 2,000 years worth of theatrical uh, tropes and concepts that have been squeezed into this mm. 2008 masterpiece. Crammed. They've been crammed yeah. by Philidia Lloyd, uh, who also directed the original Broadway play and went on to do very little... <laughs> Else, uh, but she did. But I'm sure she lived a life. I'm sure she lived a life. Well, she had some fun, didn't she? Yeah, she certainly did. She's she got, a, got a thing for Abba. <laughs> Don't we all? What a band and what a movie! Why do you look like you're in? What's happened? All right, come, okay, come on. Start I'm, your witch hunt. I would like to start this review with a question. Do you actually like this film? Yes. Okay. Why? What isn't there to like? This film has a little bit of storyline loosely weaving together Mm. some of the greatest songs of all time. It's set in Greece. Mm. Wow. Beautiful surroundings. Oh, yeah, great. Flowers, sunshine, the water looks great. It's funny. It's silly. Is it? Amanda Seyfried. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Meryl Streep. Everyone's, a lot of serious actors just having a good time. And I think it says a lot about someone who'd watch this movie and not have a good time. Mm. Okay, so this movie is about... Um, I've already said what it's about. It's a very simple plot. Amanda, she, she wants to find As out who her... good plots are. She wants to find out who her father is mm-hmm. by inviting three men who may be her father yep. to her wedding where in her mother's chateau, what do we call it? It's a Greek villa. A Greek villa. Yeah. Played by Meryl Streep. Um, and Just don't, don't go of, too hard on this because this will be you one day. Gang getting, of lovable characters. <laughs> receiving an invite in the mail. <laughs> and they have um, to go and do a DNA test. Uh, the movie goes along at a pace that is very non-confusing. It's it's a few minutes of story, dialogue, um, and then an ABBA song. And then a few minutes of story, dialogue, and then an ABBA song. Sometimes Absolutely. they go straight back to back, baby. Sometimes there's very little break at all, and you just go straight into <laughs> another ABBA so song. Much. Look at their catalogue. How many ABBA songs do you reckon there were in this? Storyline? What do you reckon? We're talking 20, maybe more, man. Who knows? By the hour mark, it was it was a lot. Um, Can I just say, there yes. was a sequel as well made a couple of years later. And sure. And there's time travel in it. <laughs> there is it's, it's a time traveling plot. Look, you can forget about the sequel. Uh-huh. But the problem with the sequel, Brycey, is that 
all the good ABBA songs have already been used in this film. Yeah. There's maybe one or two where you go, oh, okay, that's actually genuinely quite a good ABBA song. Mate, they banged out the hits in the first 20 minutes. Like, no, they didn't. Bro, no, SOS, like Dancing Queen, SOS. I, well, yes, you're right. A lot they, of the big ones all do come early. in. Yeah. But I think that's because obviously it's based on the Broadway play and you want to keep people in the theatres. Yeah. You just want to pack a punch early on. You go, yeah. look at all of this. Imagine what's to come. Yeah. The problem is there's, you know, not a lot to come because you have gone through. But I think there's a, you know, they come back to some of them. Yeah. They hit some of them again. <laughs> anyway. And look, this movie, $52 million budget, it looks good. Um, it made 695. So it's clearly a successful film. It got a f- massive success. Got a fucking sequel. Because um, what they've done is they've done a, re- and this is 2008, right? So you and I are in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and what they've done here is they've basically taken two things that people love. They've taken a, a group of very lovable stars in, I'm particularly talking Colin Firth, Meryl Streep, Pierce Brosnan, um, all very lovable actors. Mm-hmm. And they've effectively put them with one of the most popular bands in the world. And they've said, Abba. here are these people you're going to love. Um, and we're going to get them to sing songs that you love. And chicks just fucking flocked to this thing like it was. I was not just chicks. Well, that's what I'm I'm learning, that it was not just chicks. Nico Ara Boyd was in there too. Front row. Oh. With taste. Oh. I did actually see it in cinema. And it was, <laughs> I figured you did. And we were all up and we were all dancing. Yeah. 55% this movie has on Rotten Tomatoes. The uh, critics' consensus is this jukebox musical is full of fluffy fun but rough singing voices and a campy tone might not make you feel like you can dance the whole 90 minutes. And that would probably be the first thing uh, that I really struggled with this movie. (laughs) The fucking tone of it. It is, campy is the perfect word. It is just... It's, it's like watching a Disney children's film, but like not one of the good ones. Like it, <laughs> it's, it's theatrical. Mm-hmm. It's meant to be fun. Yeah. All oh, right. Look. God. And I get it's a bit of fun. Hey, you know what? You've been you've been playing a lot of ABBA. How about I play a bit of my ABBA? Okay. This movie's fucking shit. Uh. I absolutely hated it. No one to be dancing to this. <laughs> Terrible. Fuck this flick. Oh. Every frame of it makes me sick. Oh, yeah. Struggling with the high notes. It was lame. It was dry. The worst film I've seen in my <laughs> life. No. Oh, fuck this shit. No. I'm leaving this podcast. I quit. <laughs> All right, no, well, no Nick, one's clapping to that. This movie that is, is atrocious. Oh, there was not, not a good moment of this film. There was nothing enjoyable about it. You basically slapped me in the face with two things I don't like, like a shit sandwich, and expected me to. I hate musicals. I hate ABBA. I hate <laughs> campy shit. This movie is my idea of hell. Do you know who the father ends up being? Because I don't. I fucking turned it off. You didn't. I didn't You're finish it. You're not allowed it. to do that. I got that is an not hour, what we do here. I got an hour and 15 minutes in. I checked the runtime. There was a half an hour to go and I said no. Oh, and is... I fucking turned it off. I said no more. It was around the time where the husband was there and he's smoking a cigar and they're doing a little standoff thing and I was like, this is just 
fucking bullshit. And I turn it off. You know what? I reckon if you don't get through the film, then you veto your vote. I say oh, we're satisfied. No, Everyone's no, you know a winner. What? Everyone's Listen a winner. This we is... absolutely love it. Oh. Mate, this movie, and this is, you know what? And Because we're ending the season on this. This is how the Real season's high. ending. Oh, brother. This is the lowest of lows. I'm taking, and you know what? Fuck you. Excuse yeah. me? I'm wearing Fuck a cape. <laughs> I know. And that's why, you know what? I'm, I'm really going to let you have it on this one. This, I copped it when you were like, you know what? I can give you a Wes Anderson. I copped it when you said, here, I'll give you a musical, but it's done by Damien Chazelle. So you might actually find some merit in this one. I was like, you know what? That's absolutely fine. And I totally understood those decisions. Mm. Even Amelie. I was kind of like, I've never seen it. It's a classic. I'm willing to give it a go. From the moment you gave me this film, I knew I wasn't going to like it. It's the equivalent of me giving you Commando. Ugh. Arnold Schwarzenegger. That would, it, that's what, because I know you'll hate it, but I wouldn't give it to you because you know what you're going to get. This, this movie. movie... <laughs> go on. Sucks. No, no, you almost <laughs> took me to do it, you bet. <laughs> Mate, it's a 6.5. That's very good. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. almost twice the ranking of any other movie you've given me. And this is the thing. That's not true. Mm. This movie is not made for people like me. In fact, I'm the opposite of the target audience. Just like Go Saddle on, Club's yourself. not for me. Just like Little Pony Club's not for me. Just like... Barbie Dreamhouse PG-13. And just saying words and yeah. hoping they make sense. But this is, that's what this movie... I knew I wasn't going to like it. Well, oh, that's not my fault. Sorry, mate. The concept of this podcast is I give you movies oh. that I love that I think you need more of in your life. Well, I never needed this. I never needed this. I was texting uh, I was texting my lady friend during this whole thing. Well, you meant to be paying and attention. Even she, meant to be focusing. Even she was saying, why are you watching that fucking movie? I reckon if you'd watched the ending, the it would have all made sense. Who no, was the dad? No, I'm not going to stand well, here and I'm tell you gonna, who the dad I'm not going to see it. I'll never find out. I will. Ne- I was going to Google it, but then I was like, no, nah, it's funnier if I don't. So I, I didn't. Well, I'm not laughing. You got, you're upset by this, aren't you? This, this is really just, got it, you there offside. Is no better summer movie. There is no winners in this game, brother. There is only losers. And I'm taking this one up the flagpole. Well, this I'm is... fascinated by the sequel, though. When I found out there was time, <laughs> when I found out there was time travel, I was like, "Now we're talking." <laughs> Not for me at all, bro. One one of the worst I've ever seen. Um, I would have happily gone my entire life without watching this film. Without you, I never would have. Um, <laughs> yeah, shocker. I okay. hated well, this. This is also the quickest episode you've we've run, ever had. You've, you've outdone yourself, though, and that's what I'm impressed by. You've really outdone yourself. Have we gone out on a high? Well, the only high that I can take out of this is that you do not have another recommendation for me until next season. <laughs> take a break. So we can actually take a break. Do you have anything you want to say? No. I mean, more of a question. Are you uh, thinking of getting me a Christmas present? After this movie, I'm not sure you're deserving of anything, let alone a present. If you're looking for something, mm-hmm. there, and this is, we do have to say that this is... Sponsored content, but oh, no. um, this Christmas you can give your loved one the gift of financial intelligence from Australian best-selling author Scott Pape comes his brand new book, The Bare Bottom Investor. <laughs> you can uh, see what the Sydney Morning Herald are calling puzzlingly sexual and uh, mm. potentially alienating. 
as mm-hmm. Pape Taylor's textbook charm and industry insight to the LGBTQIA plus community. Mm. Across 15 chapters, uh, Pape instructs us how to rim our way to riches, <laughs> uh, about the importance of draining your bucket, and suggests that if we're old enough to ingest, we're old <laughs> enough to invest. Uh, featuring over 80 crude and often anatomically incorrect sketches, the Bare Bottom Investor will help you find <laughs> the gold at the end of your rainbow. And Bryce, it just says here, um, do that bit with a bit of a lisp so that uh, it's obvious uh, it's a gay thing. Can but I'm, you I'm, not? No, can you well, not? No, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, actually. I don't think I like that. With over 15 years industry experience, see why Scott Papers is Australia's most trusted voice on financial freedom for minorities. Uh, as he always says, no matter your gender, <laughs> sexual preference or whatever all that other stuff is, you can always boost your super to 15%. Now, I don't want to hear any complaints otherwise. The Bare Bottom Investor, available now in all good bookstores. So there we go. If you are looking for a last-minute gift, Brycey, then that's, that is nice. Oh, and that was our, that's our final sponsor of Season 1. That's how we go out. That, that's it. That's our guy, the Bare Bottom Investor. If <laughs> you got some money for us next year, I'd love to not have to read oh, about God. the Bare Bottom Investor again. But anyway, <laughs> we get to, money where we get money. I'm going to have to sort out something. I'm going to need a plan B on that one. That is it for us, my friend. Mate, that is, you know what? Can I clap myself out? Just the kind of person you are to want to clap yourself out, isn't it? <laughs> I'm a self-clapper. It's I know what you I are. Do, baby. It's what I do. Hey. <laughs> Since you were 16. Uh, Brosy, this has been an absolute pleasure, pleasure week brother. after week listening to you and your ridiculous opinions oh, on that's films. that's awful. And I can't wait to do it all again next year. I can't wait to do it all over again. And I've got some feedback for you if you don't mind. I do mind. Can Absolutely. You We're running out of time. end the season on a shitter like you did this year? Like, it's season one, final episode, like, what's going to bring us back for season two? And you went with Mamma Mia. Honestly, you should be fucking ashamed of yourself. You reckon I've got a problem <laughs> with fun? Look at yourself in the mirror. <laughs> I all right. Well, I'm so glad we're doing this season too, man. Honestly, it's been it's been a really good ride. It's been a really solid ride. I've enjoyed growing this little fan base with you over the next little while, and I want this little fan base to turn into a great fan base. And I reckon we're, we're getting there, bro. Oh, you're no. getting played out. Oh, the, the, oh. did you just like on the speeches go for two? Did you just, oh, that's fucking. We'll see you next time.